Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm a registered dietitian. Now what? Where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Julia Hios, a retail registered dietitian who loves to eat and is very passionate about helping others along their wellness journey. As a retail dietitian myself, I hold a very special place in my heart for other retail dietitians. We all share a similar story and know the ins and outs of being in a grocery store. I connected with Julia because of her dietitian role for Zare's Grocery Stores in Ontario, Canada. Julia had such a passion for her profession and loves working in the retail environment. She has a very down-to-earth approach to her practice, and you can truly tell through our conversation she loves people and she loves what she does. She shared with me that that this podcast, my podcast, was the first one she ever downloaded, and she loves chicken parmesan. She truly is a girl after my own heart. Please enjoy my conversation with Julia. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. It's probably about what five o'clock your time today. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Is the, do you is the sun still up or is it gone by now? Oh, no, it's like pitch black. Is it dark where you are? Yeah, <laughs> we still have some sun, but I didn't like. What time does it get dark there? Um, it depends on the time of the year. Like it's really nice in the summer. It usually doesn't get dark until about like maybe eight or 9 PM. Um, mm-hmm. But in the winter, it's the days get like really short. So that's why it's so nice to have all the Christmas lights and everything. It makes you a lot happier. Sure. And it probably like lights your way as you're driving home. <laughs> it kind of gives you mm-hmm. some exactly. more like everything to drive home in. Oh, do you yeah. kind of, do you get up in the morning in the dark and drive to work in the dark and then come home in the dark? Um, it depends. Like all my shifts are different hours based on the needs of the customer. So sometimes I don't go in till 11 so I can stay till seven. Other times I'll go in at nine and leave at five. So it really just depends what I have going on that day. Well, good. At least you get to see some day, some daylight. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, we'll talk more about your job as we kind of get get talking about the way you kind of got into dietetics and how you got started and how did you get interested in becoming a dietitian? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even something I had really considered until I went to university. Um, so in first year, I was just enrolled in a science program and I took like biology, chemistry, physics, calculus, and then I chose nutrition as my elective. And then um, through all those classes, I realized that nutrition was my favorite by far, and I really enjoyed it. And also, interestingly, uh, the roommate as I, I was assigned to um, in first year, she was actually in the nutrition and dietetics program. So when she was talking about it, when we met and we were talking about our programs and everything, I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Like at the end of your four years, you can like apply for your internship and then you can work right away. Um, so that sounded really appealing. And then I ended up switching in my second year to nutrition. So you always kind of had a science interest or kind of a healthcare kind of interest. Oh, definitely. Like I always wanted to do something in the healthcare field. Uh, I loved math and science. I thought I'd probably want to be a doctor or something like that. Um, but now looking back on it, I'm so happy I'm a dietitian because I love being a dietitian. So yeah. Well, we, we kind of share that same kind of interest thing because that's what I kind of wanted to do too as well. So it's interesting how 
you met your roommate and you took nutrition as an elective and now you're a dietitian. So I think that's really cool. I know. I was so lucky. And that was actually what I thought too when I was reading your book. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so similar to me and everything. So that was awesome. I, I kind of wonder, I bet you there's quite a, we should have like a little club because I bet you there's quite a few of us that kind of were like, I think I'm going to be a doctor. But then they kind of found nutrition in a different way and changed majors. I feel like that happens a little bit more often. I think it's really common because that's kind of one of the jobs like everyone knows about when you're younger. You know what I mean? They know about nurses, doctors, firefighters, police officers, like things like that. I don't think most like seven year olds dream of like, oh, I'm going to become a dietitian. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If there was a kid that said that, I would probably fall out of my chair. I would probably I'd be like, cry. Where did you- <laughs> I know. I'd be like, where? Where did you hear about this profession? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like they always pick kind of like the big ones. And then mm-hmm. it's kind of noted to find people that have an idea of what a dietitian is. So did your roommate know what a dietitian was? Obviously, she knew and that's why she was in that program. Mm-hmm. It's funny. She actually didn't end up becoming a dietitian, but uh, I don't know if she heard about it maybe through her high school or something like that. Uh, I had, I guess... It was just never at the front of my brain. The only time I can think of kind of thinking about a dietitian was my aunt has a best friend who's a renal dietitian. So I had heard about that maybe once or twice. Um, but I was never sick when I was younger or anything like that. Or I didn't have anything that would point me towards like seeing a dietitian. So it wasn't at the top of my mind. And at that time, dietitians weren't really in the grocery store and things like that. That's kind of true. And that's, it's interesting that you did have like by association, a dietitian. I didn't have any of that. So that's, it's always interesting to see if you knew somebody or, you know, somebody that knows somebody that kind of gets you to that idea of what a dietitian is. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and I don't think like probably dietitian, like when you were in high school or when you were in middle school, I mean, I think it's a much more popular career now mm-hmm. just because I think there's more of us that are doing this profession. And I think too, probably with social media, I think people are able to see dietitians and see what they do kind of uh, just through their posts and stuff. So I hope it is going to become like more common. And I really just want everybody to know that like dietitians are the nutrition, uh, the trusted nutrition source of information and things like that. I agree. And I think that's what it's great about your current job of just helping with that, um, that messaging. Mm -hmm. Uh, tell me about like your internship, how, where did you, where did you go to school and where did you do your internship? So I went to school at Western University, which is in London, Ontario. And then I did my internship at Hamilton Health Sciences. So the, luckily, the way it works is that I was already at Western anyway, or it's um, the program's technically through Brescia, which is like an all-girls part of the university. Um, but you have to be at either Western, Guelph, or Ryerson in Ontario. There's three schools that have like the accredited dietetics programs. And then from there, you can choose to apply to three internships. You can also apply to some um, combined master's programs. But if you're applying to internships, you only get to choose three. So Hamilton was one of the ones I chose. And I was really happy I ended up going there because I had a really diverse internship and I really enjoyed it. What was your favorite part of your internship? Um, Well... First of all, I love seeing like and meeting all the dietitians like who are preceptors and everything. Uh, I think there's over like 60 dietitians throughout the Hamilton Health Sciences. So it's so cool to see the different roles they have um, and the different things they do. I really enjoyed the ICU at the time because there's a lot of like it's nutrition support, right? So you can do like tube feeding, 
uh, TPN. I like enjoyed that at the time, but now I realize I'm, I think I'm better with like counseling and that's more fun to me. <laughs> well, it, it kind of taps into you liking math and science, like that math calculations of TPNs, but you don't like, you don't have that interaction with Oh, patients. exactly. That's, that was the sad part, right? Because a lot of them, like they're not even conscious. So you don't really get to interact with them in the mm-hmm. same way. I mean, at least you get to interact with the other uh, members of the healthcare team, like the doctors, the like the respiratory therapist, um, physiotherapist and occupational therapist. Like at least you get to work with everybody like for the best um, interest of the patient, but it is more fun when, and like interactive when you actually get to talk to your patients or clients. That's very true. Did you do a lot of, um, I- outpatient at all in your internship? So I did diabetes we um, at a diabetes center uh, in Niagara Falls, actually. And that was fun. I also did um, a rehab, which was, it was technically an inpatient, but they were, it was kind of after they'd stayed in the hospital in a, for a while. So they were kind of on their way out. And then the other one I did that was an outpatient uh, where they came in for counseling was the Children's Exercise and Nutrition Center. So that was fun as well. Oh, that tell me more about that because I think that's very interesting. And I remember um kind of you mentioning that in our previous conversations that we've had prior to the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a unique, um, that's a unique situation because there isn't a lot of it. things like that that people can work at or work mm-hmm. in. So that is like a multidisciplinary clinic. Uh there's a nurse practitioner, an exercise therapist, a social worker, um, the dietitian and doctor and they all work together kind of um, with children who are in larger bodies, just kind of focusing on the habits and things they can do. It's with the parents too, though, because what I think about is the parents are the ones feeding the kids. Uh, so they would come in, see all the different healthcare providers and kind of set some simple goals and things like that. Um, and then get continuous follow-up for the program's two years for every kid that enters. Wow. Is there a, like how many kids would go through a program at a time like that? Oh, I don't even, I don't even know the numbers, but we had like a full schedule every day seeing like a lot of children. So, um, I don't, I don't know what the patient roster was though, unfortunately. That's interesting. Just because I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's stuff like that that exists in the United States, but I'm just not aware of where they are. But I think that two year commitment, that's a big commitment for people to sign on for two years. Mm-hmm, exactly. I mean, I think the hard thing too might be like parents taking off time from work to take their kids to the appointments because it was only open, I think maybe 8.30 to 4.30 or something like that. Uh, so even though it's fully covered by um, our healthcare, it's still like to take time off, find parking, things like that. So you're right. It is a big commitment. Well, I think it's good that we have options like that for, for kids and just for families and having parent involvement because I think you probably see that in your current job a little bit too, of just how there is a need for more of that kind of care. Oh, definitely. And I think it's so important um, to involve like both the parents and the kids. And sometimes I just want to like talk to parents on their own as well, though, and be like, like your relationship with food and the way you talk about food so influences your child. Like they look up to you. Like sometimes I would just be being try try to encourage kids to try new foods and things like that. And then their parent would look at the list and be like, Oh, that's disgusting. I'm not trying that. Uh-huh. And, like, and then you come in and say, Oh, I don't know why my kid's so selective and things like that. <laughs> that is the most frustrating. <laughs> that is one of my biggest frustrations just as like an outpatient dietitian is, that correlation, like you mentioned, that parent and child connection with food. 
it's just, mm-hmm, exactly like well i was just gonna it's say so it, important it, right? it is so important and I think we probably, again, in your your current job, when you do food experiences or what do you do when you sample out a product, I'm sure you get that all the time too. When a parent and a child walk by and the parent's like, ugh, that's disgusting. And the, and the kid really wants to try it. And you're like, you can try it. Don't be scared. Oh, exactly. Like, luckily, I... I can usually just brush things off like that, but there's nothing like doing a demo and the people like look at it and be like, oh, that looks so gross. I'm like, why? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what do you say to that? Oh, well, you have a great day too. (laughs) I know. And the thing is too, what we have to remember is that everybody has different food preferences. So even though parents might not like something, they should still be offering a variety of different foods to their kids to like allow them to see if they actually like it. Like we, I don't expect everyone to like everything, but there's no harm in trying. That's why when I'm doing food demos, especially if I'm trying a new product or something like that, like the other day I did a black bean hummus. It's like, well, why don't you try it? And you can see if you like it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not actually selling the food. Like, it's not like I have it there, like trying to give it out. I'm just trying to get you to try new things. Yes. Yes. And that's the beauty of being able to do that as a retail dietitian is they, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to commit to a whole container of every, anything. All you got to do is try a bite. It's like your perfect opportunity. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, I think it's interesting that um, I think that whole dynamic with children and just parents of, you know, there's always that struggle between helping them encouraging their kids to try new things, even if they don't like them. So I think that's a great experience that you had in that facility. Mm-hmm. You know, have you heard of um, Ellen Sider's like the division of responsibility? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love using that. I think it's so good. And I think it's really hard for people to sometimes think about putting into practice. But I think that is just really the best way because sometimes I'll have customers come in for one-on-one appointments and we'll be talking about things. And they mention how um, early like childhood experiences like prevented them from liking certain foods. Like someone was saying the other day, like... Um, they weren't allowed to leave the table and someone used to like plug their nose and like stuff the food in their mouth. And I'm like, how is that going to be good? I know. So I really like that where you like allow the kids to choose if they're going to eat and how much and where the parents choose really what's offered, where and when. I think that's a really good um, like relationship for parents and children for feeding. Do you, um, do you see a lot of children at your facility that you work at at your store? Mm-hmm. So we do see children for field trips. Actually, we do um, tours for the schools um, through the aisles and we do like scavenger hunts and fun, fun kids drop in events sometimes. So that's really awesome. Like we have a whole raise a food lover program. I also sometimes see kids for um, my drop-in workshops. I've had them on different topics. So one I had was a taste adventure in produce. So we were talking about the different exotic fruits and veggies and allowed people to like sample a couple different ones. And then I had another one um, packing school lunches for kids. So I encouraged parents to bring their children to that one. So we could talk about like different um, allergy safe foods to pack in lunches and kids got to try some of them. And we talked about how it's good to include your kids and everything and it allowed them to participate. Like I would ask them, Oh, like what's your favorite color? Go find a fruit or vegetable that is that color. Stuff like that. Oh, that's fun. That's very Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to before we get into more talking about your job, because I love to talk mm-hmm. about your job, but after your internship, was this the first job after internship or did you, um, you know, take some time and do some other work too? 
So actually, um, I finished my internship in July and my last placement that was in June had actually been with a long-term care home in my hometown, even though that's not where I did my internship because the dietitian who was working there, she had contacted me in December saying, oh, would you like to do one of your placements here? Um, there might be a position opening up. And then once I got there, I found out she was pregnant. So it worked out really well. So she went on off on maternity leave in August. And then I started um, right then and worked in long-term care as a di- the dietitian for um, six months until I started my new job at the very end of January in 2018. Gotcha. And how did you like long-term care? Oh, well, I love long-term care because I liked working with the older people, uh, but it wasn't exactly um, what I thought I would want to do for the rest of my life. Like it's a lot of uh, paperwork, not paperwork, uh, like on the computer, like a lot of um, administrative work. And sometimes it's like sad to see people declining. And I, the good thing is in long-term care, like you can kind of discuss how important it, it is to liberalize the diet and allow people to um, like eat different foods because sometimes people would be like, oh, their diabetes control is not so good. Uh, but when they're like 93 with cro- like many chronic diseases and they get a lot of joy out of eating, like I would say like, mm-hmm. let's not be too restrictive, like allow them to eat those foods, allow them to eat the desserts because that's really a highlight in their day. So even though it was like, challenging at some points because I mean people in long-term care are usually quite sick it was also really rewarding oh I bet you they loved you they probably loved to come <laughs> chat with you they're like oh it's the food lady <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's so funny sometimes they like like love to talk like long amounts of time they'll tell you all these stories and I'm like and you don't want to cut them off because I really do enjoy listening to the stories and I actually had volunteered mm-hmm there previously for the two summers before my internship I had one was I was just like a friendly visitor so I would just go in and help with the activities and the residence games and things like that Um, and then the next year after I was with the dietitian but now I'm like okay now I'm working as a dietitian I can't just spend like 30 minutes 45 minutes like just chatting with people so I did have to kind of keep it going but it was still so nice to like get to know the residents and their families like they had so like amazing family members and stuff would come visit them so that was good. Yeah, you're right, though. Kind of food is everything for people at that point in their life. So it does mean a lot to them. Oh, exactly. Like, especially like if I am lucky enough to live to be like 95 or something, I'm not going to let people tell me like, oh, don't eat that chocolate cake. Like, I'm going to eat what I want. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And wherever I live, better bring it to me, too. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If I want to have cake for breakfast, I'm going to have cake for breakfast. Exactly. (laughs) And you know what? They've lived that long, so they must be doing something right, or probably just have really good genetics as well. But combination yeah. of both, probably. <laughs> but that's what I think. I think like I, I feel like that's to, that whole long term care has kind of changed in my perspective too. Just as I've gotten older as a dietitian, that it's just a great place to just share the joy of food and and give these people happiness. Oh, with exactly. So you did that for a very sweet, Mm -hmm. short time. And then how did you hear about your current role and how did you go about getting Mm -hmm. that position? So probably starting about maybe... Yeah, October and November, I, even though I had a job and it was great, I knew it was a maternity leave. So I would have to look for something full time in the future. So I was constantly on Indeed, which is like a job website here. Uh, and I was looking at different things. I was applying for lots of jobs. 
Um, and then this one came up and I, it had been a really convenient location from where I was living at the time. Um, like, cause I kind of live in a small town and I have two stores as a retail dietitian, what I'm doing now. So one was 20 minutes away and one was 30 minutes away. And so for where I live, that's pretty good. And I thought, Oh, that would be perfect. And it was full time, uh, with benefits and everything like that. I'm like, Oh, that looks amazing. And then I was thinking about it and I'm like, Oh, that would be kind of fun too. So I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but I spent a lot of time on the application, like I tried to do with my other ones anyways, but that really like kind of spoke to me. So I applied online and then I got a call and I did like an interview and then I found out, I think I found out in January that I had gotten the job. So right after Christmas. So that was good. It was, yeah, really lucky. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> is there, is Retail diet is retail dietitians kind of a newer thing in Canada or has it been around for a while? So, um, the, like the corporation that I work for, they have the most dietitians out of all the, the grocery stores in Canada. Like, I think there's one other chain that has maybe like, um, four dietitians or three dietitians in the whole province, whereas our team almost has a hundred throughout Canada. So I think they've been around, um, they, they had them in the stores for a little bit. They got rid of them and then they brought them back. I think it must have been about five years ago or maybe a little bit more. But I think it's recently, like pretty recent, like within the last decade. That you guys have been... So th- almost all the stores... And what's the name of your grocery store chain that you work for? So I work for Zares and I work in two small towns, Keswick and Uxbridge. Okay. And then those stores are all over the whole the whole country of Canada. Yeah, exactly. So there's Zare stores all over. And then it's part of um, like the main brand is like Loblaw Companies Limited. And they have different stores like Loblaws, Real Canadian Superstore, oh, okay. um, different brands like that. But most of the dietitians are concentrated in Loblaws and Zares. And like Provigo, like in Quebec, we have um, like it's a French speaking province, but they also have dietitians there from our team. Very good. So kind of tell me what it's like being an in-store dietitian. What is what is a day like for you? Everybody always asks, what's a day like for an in-store dietitian? And it's crazy different, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure you get that question all the time, yeah. too, in your role. But um, I mean, every day is different, which is one thing that I totally love about it. It's very dynamic based on the needs of the customers and based on the events that I have. So, I mean, usually I will get when I get to work, I usually have about 30 minutes where I try to catch up on computer stuff emails, see if any patients booked appointments for the day. Um, yeah, stuff like that. But then it could be anything. Like I could be doing a food demo. I could be having a one-on-one consultation. I could be doing a practical consultation in the aisles, which we call our shop with the dietitian. I could be doing a field trip, a group workshop, like a conference call or I mean, it's just so many different things. And literally every day, like I had just planned out my December calendar and every day is different. We even do work in the media sometimes, like local TV stations, things like that. So it's totally different every day. I can't even say like, it's not like a nine to five job where like, okay, this is when I do it. This is when I have lunch. Like I never plan when I'm going to have lunch. I just try to (laughs) squeeze it in in the day when I have time. (laughs) Do you feel like, do you feel it's very overwhelming sometimes of just trying to figure out your schedule and trying to like get things to all work and coordinate? Mm -hmm. Like, I think when I first started, it was really overwhelming because there were so many different things we had to do. And I wasn't used to the computer system. And then I was like, oh, we have to do like this, these demos, we have to do this, we have to do this. I'm like, 
like, when am I going to do this? Like, who am I going to do this for? Like, it's really <laughs> overwhelming in the beginning. Um, but I think, I think I've gone like pretty used to it now and I, I really enjoy it. Like, so even though sometimes it can be crazy because like one day I had three consultations and then, um, something else. I can't remember what it was, but then I had a group workshop at night that I still needed to prep for, like prep some food, prep my notes, like get the customer handouts ready. And so it was just like a crazy day. But then like you have your busy days and you have some days that are a little bit more laid back for sure. Now, do you, do you create all of your classes or do you have someone that kind of creates the outline and you just execute classes and like store tours and, or, or is it basically mm-hmm. all kind of on your own? So the great thing is that we, since we have such a large team of dietitians, all of our resources, all of our classes and everything are prepared by dietitians on the team. So we have different groups of dietitians working on different things, but it's, yeah, it's all original content from like, um, our like law, blah dietitian team. So it's, yeah, we all make it up, but we have like certain classes that we offer for in the different stores to, for some consistency and also not to reinvent the wheel. Like it wouldn't be a really good use of our time if we were all having to design every new workshop. Do you know what I mean? So it really cuts back on the administrative time with us um, working together to design the programs. Like we have different workshops like digestive health or like diabetes one, heart health. Um, My new one this month is going to be nutrition hacks to reduce sugar. So we have a lot of different fun topics. Yeah. Designed by people on the team. Do you get to help design? Like, are you in the rotation or does it just certain individuals that they pick to kind of help? That's kind of a whole nother separate entity. If you have to help, you know, create programming. Oh yeah, exactly. So I, since I was new to the team, I didn't create some of these workshops that I've been um, facilitating throughout the year, but I was just on recently on a working group for a new group program we having, we have coming out in 2019. That's going to be instead of just like a one-off workshop, it's a six week, um, shop with the dietitian program. So that's going to be fun um, to lead in our stores. So yeah, that's going to be rather than, you know what I mean? Just a one-off, like it's going to be the same customers six weeks in a row. So that'll be fun. That's awesome. I think that's the fun part of um, being a retail dietitian too, is to kind of create programming. So you don't feel like you're always, you know, in the store, you get to actually also create content. Oh, I agree. I think it's just, I think this job is just so dynamic and interesting and like you're learning so many skills like I feel like I'm using all the skills that I basically ever learned throughout school like you're obviously using your presentation skills and your communication um, the counseling and motivational interviewing but then you also get to actually like use your creativity and actually design programs and resources and handouts and stuff it's so fun and it, and you also get it I mean it's all about the people you serve so you really figure out what they need. And that's how you create your content and your, your handouts and things like that. Exactly. We haven't even really mentioned it, but the customers are like my favorite part of the whole job, (laughs) right? Like you you get to interact with so many different people every day and like, see what they're interested in, like see what are the nutrition trends or what questions people have. Because when you talk to a lot of people, like some patterns come up and things like that. And I just love being there as a resource for the customers. Like even if I'm standing at my booth and someone comes up to ask me something like today, someone was saying um, they had an elderly client. Uh, I think she's like 91. She's been sick with a cold this week and not really eating and stuff. So she wanted me to show her the nutrition supplements and she had all these questions. And I'm like, that was just like a really good interaction. And it's just, it's nice to actually be there. And then she was like, Oh, thank you so much. So I gave her my card. If she has any questions, she can call. Like, it's nice to be like a reliable nutrition 
source of information in the community. I think it's great. Do you um, do you ever like wander around the store and then you hear people talking about nutrition and you kind of like tap in there and say, hey, I'm Julia. I'm the dietitian. Can I answer any questions for you? <laughs> Sometimes I do that. Yeah. Especially if they're looking and like comparing products, like um, especially if it's something that I like, like sometimes people are looking at this yogurt we have. Have you ever had skier yogurt? Yes. It's yes. delicious. Right. It's so good. I love it. So we have like this um, PC brand of skier yogurt. It's like lactose free. It's lower in sugar, higher in protein. Like if people are looking at the different yogurts, I'm sometimes like, Oh, have you tried that one yet? And then I've had people come back to me before saying, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. And I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's fun. Do you get to try as a retail dietitian? Do you get to try a lot of products? Like if you wanted to try a new product, can you pull it off the shelf and try it before you, you know, maybe recommend it to customers? Mm -hmm. So I would basically, if there's something new in the store, I would demo it. So I would take it off the shelves, but I'd use it like I'd either use it in a recipe or prepare it on its own for customers to sample. And then I would usually try it at the end if there's any leftover because and I, I actually use that too. use the customers as an opportunity to see feedback about the product. So see if people are actually liking it um, or if they're kind of like, oh, this could use something else. So um, I definitely use them as the resource, but I never I try not to recommend products that I haven't tried before just because I don't want to say something. Oh, this is probably really good and it doesn't taste good. Um <laughs> I remember during my internship, one of the dietitians, she had recommended this low sodium soup brand to uh, a client and they had come back after and to told her, have you ever tried that soup? And she said, oh, actually, no. She's, they're like, it's terrible. So I always remember that. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to recommend that. Sometimes if I, ha I mean, obviously I haven't tried every product in the store. There's thousands and thousands, sure. but um, I'll compare the labels with them and say, oh, this might be a better option. But if I haven't tried something and it's kind of an out there product, I will say, but I haven't tried it yet. So just keep that in mind. Sure. That's a good, I think that's a very good practice. Just anytime I think any dietitian is maybe doing a grocery store tour, doing some type of um, education in the grocery store to never, ever claim something's a great product unless you maybe have tried it. <laughs> oh, exactly. And I don't usually say that unless it's something that I've actually bought for myself after and used at home because I've like really enjoyed it. Or the great thing too about when you're doing tours, if they're group tours, is that you can ask other people, especially when they're adults, like, oh, who has anyone tried this product or what's your experience been with it? You can always use the other customers as a resource for the customer that's asking a question too. That's true. Do you, do you see a huge value with your grocery store tours for your clients and your customers? Oh, I think so. Um, because I think a lot of times they just think of things that they wouldn't maybe use before or they think of things in a different way or it's just a really good opportunity to answer some questions that, that everybody's wondering about or even just on certain topics that are really relevant. Like I've had groups in before, uh, maybe in lower socioeconomic status and we did like a budget savvy eating class. So that's always like helpful, I think. And Usually the feedback is that people will say like, oh, I learned at least like two new things today or, oh, I had never heard of that before. And then after, I, one of my favorite parts is when I like am just cleaning up after the class and I see people going through the till and they're buying some of the products that we yes. talked about during the class. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> they listen to you. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. And like the group tours are really like more of a general option, right? Because that's not one-on-one. -on -one. So then if people are looking for more information, then they can always book a 
personalized appointment. And I really enjoy that as well. Do you, on the average, how many personalized kind of appointments or consultations do you do a week? It really depends based on how busy it is. Um, probably not that many, not as many as people I see in like group tours and stuff like that, but at least like, like maybe on a good week, like at the max five, depending, cause I do have other events going on, but hopefully more like that's going to be really my focus, um, going to the future because I really enjoy those. And I think it's beneficial for the customers. What about you and your store? Do you have like see a lot of clients per week or is it more like demos and things like that? A lot. I think it's a lot more interaction just in the store. I think that's where mm-hmm. I get most of my like contacts. And then, then it's kind of like I will get like probably four to five referrals in a week and then maybe, you know, three to four to five people that I actually see one on one. But we do a lot of individual mm-hmm. store tours too. That's kind of, oh, yeah. That's pretty popular. Group tours, not so much. Maybe more of like that individualized. They like that better. Hmm, that's interesting because a lot of people I find like the group tours here, but maybe it's just a different clientele, different dynamic, right? If they're used to having you like one-on-one, I can, especially since you're so fun and everything like that, I'm sure they don't want to share you. <laughs> well, and I, I don't, I'm not for sure like the size of your store, like how busy your stores are, but you know, we have a pretty big store. There's always a tons of people. It's always so much commotion. So group tours are really hard sometimes. Oh, yeah. Just mm-hmm. to kind of keep everybody focused and being able to listen. And, yeah. And, and you have to speak really loud. Right. I need like a megaphone to be like, all right, now we're moving on. <laughs> to go next. But it's interesting. Do you do you see a difference between your two stores when it comes to your customer base? Mm-hmm. So one of my stores, just based on the area, it's kind of an older clientele, like most a lot of seniors and different things like that. Whereas the other one, it's a bit closer to um, Toronto, or at least a lot of people there like might commute to Toronto for work. So it's kind of I get younger customers and clientele and more like um, moms with children and things like that. So I mean, you do have a variety in both, like because we have a cooking school as well. So the cooking school at the other store that has like a lot of more of the moms and stuff that that has our retired people because they basically have cooking classes every week and it's usually during the day sometimes or evening classes. But I get a good variety. That's one of the things that I love about working at a grocery store. You get people of all different ages, all different nutrition concerns from like just going on a gluten-free diet if they have celiac disease to like new vegetarians and vegans and just all everything. That's what I really enjoy. Or new moms. That's a popular one too. Do you find that there's sometimes you get questions where where you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about and that you have to go like educate yourself or like find out more information so you can help them? So sometimes I get questions about like certain medications or supplements and I'll have to like look, go into the supplement and see what, what that even is about. If there's any medication questions, luckily I have pharmacists that I can refer to. So that's really easy. I don't have to worry about that. I'm like, well, let's go and ask the pharmacist. Um, (laughs) and then like, if there is a medicate, like a medical condition that I don't know about, like I'll usually say, Oh, Oh, I'll look that up for you. Or do you use pen? No. What is that? So it's practice evidence-based nutrition or something like that. I think that's, it's um, used in Australia and Canada. And I thought it was used in the States, but maybe it's not that um, popular. It's basically a website where it has all these resources prepared by dietitians and dietetic students. And they're really good handouts on a variety of topics. So let's say someone has acid reflux or something like that, or GERD. I can go 
on there and find a handout that I know is based on credible information and print it out for them. So I do that frequently, like, or let's say they have um, kidney disease and they're looking for lower potassium food options. Um, it's a really great resource. I wonder if that's kind of like our nutrition care manual that we have. I bet it's kind of similar mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that we have with the Academy. But yeah, that's great that you can just, if there's something random that pops up that you have that resource to look up the the right information. Oh, exactly. Right. And I really want to use like good evidence-based information, not just like Google, like, okay, let me, let me see if I can find anything. (laughs) Right. I always, I, I get some random things where do you ever find it's hard? um, You know, if someone does come in with something that isn't evidence-based, that doesn't, isn't backed by science, but this person really, really wants to to take this supplement or eat this food for this condition. How do you, how do you deal with that kind of a conversation with the customer? I think it's really important to meet people where they're at. So even if I know, or I think in my opinion that the supplement is not necessary or it's kind of, um, like not going to really help them. You have to see what their motivation is for taking it. And sometimes I just ask, how's that working for you? Because then they can tell me what their experience is with it. And then I want to be open and allow them to actually share rather than knocking them down right away and making them feel bad or things like that. So I think especially in our setting, because some of these people, you might just be meeting for the first time to build a good rapport with people and everything. You have to really be open to listening to them. And then once you develop a good relationship, then they're probably more likely to actually listen to your advice and listen to what you have to say about certain topics. So I definitely never... um, just say like right away, oh, like you don't need that or anything if they're really full wholeheartedly believing in it. The one thing I will say though, is if people haven't been taking a supplement and they're asking about taking one, I'll give them the evidence and I'll say like, well, um, like for instance, vitamin C supplements, that's really common, right? So I'll say often that um, it probably won't do you any harm, but many people get enough vitamin C from food already. Or I will say, explain the difference between like water soluble vitamins and fat soluble vitamins and explain how like certain ones, like the fat soluble, they can actually be stored in your body, whereas the other ones we just pee out. So I think I did read something that said Canadians have like the most expensive urine on the planet or something because of all the like excessive supplements. <laughs> all the supplements. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes oh I say gosh. that and people like laugh. So. Do you do that too? Like just try to like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just try to, you know, I just had someone that was asking me about like tart cherry supplements, like in a capsule. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I'm kind of like you, I'm like, okay, so can tell me more about why you're, why you're taking this. So then I can understand why they're taking it. Like you said, what's their purpose? What's motivating them? Because it is, you're like, Oh, you just want to be like, don't take that. Exactly. <laughs> or like, some, Just please don't take it. Exactly. And sometimes you see things, people are taking like garlic supplements and all these things. I'm like, well, why don't you just add garlic to your food if you want it? Like, I'm always about the food first approach if we can do it. I'm like, let's eat our food. Let's not just take like blueberry supplements and all these things, right? Like you can just eat blueberries. I am so with you on that. And, and then I'm always, it's, you know, you can get anything in a supplement. And I think like people say, I don't like this type of food, but they're willing to take it in a supplement. It's like, well, maybe you should try the food. That might be a good idea. Exactly. And I'm like, and people often talk about how fruits and veggies and stuff can be expensive. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, you're paying this much money for a supplement that doesn't provide any real, like maybe it provides amount, small amounts of vitamins and minerals, but no, no actual nutrition, like fiber and calories and things like that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's amazing to me. I just, this is a total side note, but I was looking at probiotics. I was putting a probiotic handout together. And there was one probiotic that had 40,000% of the daily B12 meat in it. Yes. And this is a probiotic. That wasn't even even marketed (laughs) as a B12 supplement? No, it's marketed as a probiotic. I about fell over. I was like, Like what? Why? Why do... (laughs) Why does this need to be in this probiotic? <laughs> oh, ex- that you know what? That just feeds into the whole people thinking like more is better, right? Like, oh, well, this vitamin has more of that. Like, we don't need past a certain amount. Like, nobody needs 40,000% <laughs> of your daily vitamin. No, no, I agree. And I was just, and I think they were, they were touting it as an energy slash probiotic. Mm-hmm. I whatever, but it was just really interesting. So I always kind of like to hear what how other people field those kind of questions. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's definitely a big question for all dietitians, right? We do get a lot of that um, that craziness going on. <laughs> that supplement, like, what supplement can I take to to prevent this, and how can I get this? And mm-hmm. but I, or- I love your perspective about you know food first. Let's just get it from food, and I think that's a great message for all dietitians to remember that because sometimes I think we can get sidetracked with supplements and different things like that. Exactly. And so can consumers. Like a lot of people will come to me talking about, um, they might be really tired and things like that or really stressed. And then like we get into the whole like food records and things like that. And if they say they're really tired, I also ask like, well, how much sleep are you getting? And then if people are only getting like five and a half, six hours of sleep, sometimes I'm like, it might not be the food. Like it, it maybe you need to eat more calories, but maybe you also just need to sleep more. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you have to look right. at the whole picture. I, I think that's, that's really important. Well, and I think as dietitians, I think it's good for us to learn more about sleep because I think it really does have, just like from the research I've been reading too, of just how it affects metabolism and hormones and, you know, adrenal function and thyroid function. And it is very tightly, you know, connected to our, our food and nutrition. Oh, I believe that. And I think that's the same with, um, we should be asking about like screen use, like especially like during meals. I often ask like people like, well, where do you eat your meals? And then if people say like on the couch and like watching TV, I'm thinking like, we could just get back to the basics of like, just like try to eat at a table when you can and like eat a little bit more mindfully. Like I think there's so many basics that, um, we need to touch on, right. To give the customer like the best advice and like help them in the best way we can. I agree. I agree. And that's where I think like your job is so dynamic because there's just so many ways that you can can influence a customer or influence someone's habit changing kids, adults, elderly, moms, just so many touches that you have across the store. Exactly. Like I don't even think I don't even know if I could imagine myself in any other setting right now. So hopefully I can stay in this job for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's so good to hear that. And I think I just think I feel like there's so much opportunity for dietitians to make and make a change and make a difference in people's lives in that setting. Oh, definitely. Do you do you find anything to be challenging about your job or frustrating or things that you wish maybe you could change or you would do differently? Mm, um that's a hard question to answer. I don't think there's anything I'd really want to do differently because we do have a lot of autonomy, I think, in our positions as grocery store dietitians. Because even though we have a huge team, I'm really the only dietitian at either one of my stores. Um, 
So the way the nutrition program set up, like obviously use all the materials and the guidance given, um, but we are allowed to have a lot of autonomy. I think that's one of the best things about my dietitian manager. Uh, she has a great leadership style and she uh, is really supportive and, of, and encouraging. And she kind of allows us to almost have like, almost like a little private practice, like within our roles in the stores. Do you know what I mean? So I think we, like, if there's something that's not working well, like I kind of can talk about it with other team members or my manager and then. Um, yeah, so I don't think anything in that way, like there's some frustrating things. Um, if people don't understand what you do in the store, like certain colleagues, if they think like that, you're only there for food demos and then you kind of explain all the other things you do. (laughs) So I think there's a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I just love my position. I no complaints. (laughs) Well, and I always, I like to ask too, because I think that was one of my hardest things was I never worked in a retail setting in my entire life. So I didn't work in a clothing store. I didn't work at any type of retail store. And then I went from a clinical job to a retail dietitian job. And I was not familiar with a retail environment. Is that something that, like you mentioned, like the co- your colleagues don't know exactly what you do? But was it different trying to learn like that part of your job? Because you do have to know how the store functions. You have to know you know, about sales and revenue and, you know, ROI and all that kind of stuff. Was that difficult? Um, I think that was a really interesting aspect for me. I like learning about the business side um, of the grocery store. And I think I have a lot of respect for all the workers in the different departments and everything because they do do a lot of work that you don't always see. I had the only retail experience I had before was I worked in a clothing store. So I kind of, I kind of know that customer service side and I really like um, interacting with customers and everything like that. But I don't think I knew actually how much goes into it and how often they're changing the planograms and how often they're moving products around and just all the things, the different things that the people who work in the grocery store do. So I think that's been really good for me to see. Um, yeah, I, I think that like, and yeah, and understanding like the ways it works, the different hours that they work, like people are there in the morning well before the store opens, like we have an, a night crew and everything. So there's a lot that goes into a grocery store more than it think, more than you think. And sometimes when people can't see people in, in aisles, like they're probably thinking, Oh, where is everyone working? Well, they're all doing work, but they're just doing other things. Yeah. That's <laughs> so true. And it's so true about how there's people there when you don't even realize they're there, that what time they're there or how late they're there. And we're open 24 hours at our store. So oh there's gosh. always people at our store. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm not I'm there glad. 24 hours. No. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm definitely not there 24 hours. I don't know who would want to see a dietitian no. at three in the morning. I hope no one. <laughs> right, right. That would be a little crazy. But I think that's just an interesting part. Like for anyone that maybe is listening that's thinking about going into being a retail dietitian, there is that aspect of learning about the retail environment and how the grocery store works. And I think that's a very important part of our jobs. Mm-hmm. And I like working with other departments and stuff when I can, like, um, let's say they, they really got a new product and they're excited about it. They want me to do a demo. Like I like when we get to be involved in store events and things like that. So, but yeah, definitely it's an interesting position for dietitians to be in the grocery stores because they're probably, are you the only dietitian at your stores at your store? Yeah. 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 So exactly. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. Do you, do you, does your um, coworkers and other employees of your store, do they seek you out as someone they can talk to you about their health and nutrition? Yeah. So actually more recently, I've been getting a couple of questions from colleagues and it's been really nice. I've actually had a couple of colleagues come to my last two group workshops and then one of them had booked a 
um, um, like an individual appointment. So I love when colleagues come to that. I'm happy to share the information with them. And I think too, then they understand more of what we do. And then you see them all the time at work, right? So then you can support them in their Mm -hmm. nutrition goals and with their questions. I always want to make sure to the customers and the colleagues that they know that like, I love to answer questions. Like I always say at the end of appointments, like, please call or email me if you have any other questions or if you have, if you want to ask something about a new product or something that you see. So hopefully like I like to be open with colleagues that, that they're willing to actually ask me questions. You've been there for a little while now, so they probably feel a little bit more cozy with you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's getting better now. And I think now that they've seen like, like, I mean, I do pack my lunches every day, but like I eat like a normal person and like, <laughs> I like food. I love food. I think sometimes they think uh, in the beginning that like you're going to judge their meals or anything yeah. because I always go up to the lunchroom with everyone, but I don't care what everybody else is eating. I just want to eat my own food and enjoy my lunch. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, I'm with you on that. Everyone always says, don't look at my lunch. I'm like, I am not, I'm looking at my lunch just to let you know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not looking and at your was- lunch. <laughs> no. And sometimes I think people don't even know like how much dietitians love food. Like dietitians yeah. of Canada, that was their whole thing this year. Like dietitians, we love food because we do. We're not nearly as restrictive as people think. Mostly people come to me and they're too restrictive on their self. And I'm like, you really got to like let all these restrictions go and learn to like love food again. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was um, begging groceries during the holiday and there was someone that came through the line and they were like, Oh, Oh, don't look, don't look at what I'm buying. And I'm like, I'm not, (laughs) she was so concerned about like what she was purchasing. And I just like, that's okay. I love that too. I think that's delicious. And I know it's crazy though, how people are so concerned. That's, that is still, people still think we're the food police. So hopefully in your role that you're debunking that and people are feeling more comfortable not thinking that you are the food police. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, well, I love when customers who've seen me maybe for a couple one-on-one appointments and um, they kind of know my food philosophy and things like that. When they come and they're like perfectly open with saying like, oh yeah, and then I had a cookie for a snack and things like that. And they don't even flinch. And I'm like, that makes me happy because then they know that I'm not judging them when they do have these snacks. So yeah, I like that. Then I'm like, yes, finally. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've, I've entered their, their soft places in their hearts. They know I'm not so so mean about food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think it's so exciting to hear someone that's excited about retail dietetics as myself, because I know that we share some similar philosophies as we work, but I know that you are going to do great things. I'm so excited to follow up with you again and see what you're up to in a few years and see how it's going. Thank you so much. <laughs> And it's also your energy is very contagious. So I can see that your patients and your customers just absolutely love to to talk to you and <laughs> and learn from you. So keep up, keep up Thank being so an much. awesome dietitian. That's so great. You too. Keep doing what you're doing. I love the podcast and I love all your Instagram posts and how you build up other people. Like I love looking at your dietitian crush Mondays. I'm always like, oh yeah, like <laughs> new person to follow. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun for me too because I just enjoy finding new dietitians just doing some really cool things because there's so many of us and just that passion you can tell and just everybody and all the cute stuff. I I'm probably going to steal some of your ideas that you do at work. So <laughs> keep sharing those for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Will do. 
<laughs> what, what did you have on recently? It was some, um, didn't you do some like banana Santas yes. or something like that for the holiday? They were super cute. I Thank was like, you. oh, I'm going to totally steal that idea. <laughs> Customers loved them so much. Like it was so awesome. I'd be like, oh, have a banana Santa. And they're all like, what? And then they'd look down and they're like, aw. <laughs> So cute. I know. I know. This will air way after Christmas, but they are super cute. So if you want an idea for next year, go check out her Instagram, which I will link in the show notes so you can see her cute ideas. And it'd just be fun for kids to do at home. And yeah, it just makes it fun. Fun with food. (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) Okay. I know, right? All right. Now my hard questions that I always have everybody answer at the end, which I know you've heard before. Mm -hmm. So please share with me some of the foods that you enjoy. What are some of your favorites? I have so many. Um, (laughs) So I think I'll mention like my favorite foods from different people. So while my mom, I love when she makes um, like salsa chicken and like taco bowls. That's a really good meal. Uh, my yaya, Mm -hmm. which is my grandma who's Greek. She makes a really good chicken Parmesan uh, my granny, she makes the best pies. Um, my mother-in-law makes this really good chicken with a peanut sauce that I love. And, hmm. and well, my husband, I make, I love everything that he makes. So like everything. <laughs> he cooks. Yeah, he cooks. He cooks really well. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Isn't it? I think it's so neat to have favorite foods from people that you love that have made it for you. I think that's the best thing about food. Yeah. Food is so social and it's just an experience. It's just amazing. And then, you know, when you associate a certain food with a certain person, like even my papu, which is my um, grandpa in Greek, like he used to make the most amazing coconut cream pie. And like, oh, I mean, I can't replicate that. And it's nothing like store-bought, but it just like makes me happy thinking about it when I think of him. And you can probably still kind of taste like exactly what it tasted like when he would make it. Oh, I can for sure. Like I can even think of like how fluffy it was. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, (sighs) food is amazing. (laughs) I love food and memories. That's the best. That is the best. All right. Tell me, share with me um, favorite beverages that you enjoy. I'm a water girl. <laughs> so that's always the water. most boring answer. Um, <laughs> like that's Typical all dietitian answer. I know. It's so bad though. I'm like, I just have my water bottle all the time. Like um, maybe if like for a, like a treat, I would probably like have like a chocolate milk or um, I really like smoothies made with skier yogurt because they're so nice and thick. So that's probably my favorite. Oh, or in the winter, since we're in the winter time, I really like hot chocolate. <laughs> Oh, me too. That's the best. I just had some for breakfast today. I'm not even kidding you. I did. You're living your best life. (laughs) I am. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to put it with some Fairlife milk. So I'll get some extra protein. And I made it with like real dark chocolate. It was delicious. Mm. I'm like, why not? (laughs) Why not? You only live once. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Do you have a favorite scent or smell? Yes. I love the smell of apple crisp. Oh, like when it's freshly baking, it's so good. Um, also, like anytime I come home and dinner's ready, that's a good smell. And then yesterday I was, <laughs> I was upstairs. Um, what was I doing? Oh, I was like straining my hair or something like that. And then a smell wafted up the steps and it was chocolate chip cookies with, made with Reese's Pieces. And I came back home from work today and my house still smells like cookies. So that was really good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And your husband was making those yes, for you. He was. <laughs> Oh, can I borrow him for like a day? Yeah, he can just cook for me. Just get him to make your meals for the week, and then you'll have at least one week of food. 
That'd be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite color? Yes, I'm a purple purple girl. So I've I've loved it since probably I was like can remember. <laughs> Since you were little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have like a purple room or anything purple in your, your room growing oh, up? Oh, yeah. My whole room was purple. And then I was just thinking now I'm sitting at my kitchen table. Like my phone case is purple. My running jacket is purple. Like my, my Christmas tree is purple. I'm like, like, no, well, it's actually oh, green with purple decorations. Cool. But yeah. Oh, that's pretty. That's that's different, but it's very pretty. I like purple too. I'm totally into it. I love it. <laughs> All shades. All shades. Uh, and tell me what brings you joy. Um, so many things. I, uh, probably mostly, um, has been Jake. He's amazing. And then the rest of my family and friends, uh, also my job uh, and running. I, I everything. <laughs> I'm just pretty happy person, <laughs> but yeah. that's what you do. You radiate, even like, I'm not even seeing you and I can just tell you radiate this <laughs> happiness and joy. And that's, that's such a great quality. <laughs> so, so much. Keep- Keep that up because that really does make a difference. And I would be very J- Jake. He would bring me joy if there was cookies baking. Well, you have to come to kitchen to come and to I can Canada. He'll bake you cookies. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'll be perfect. And then we can go for a run. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll just go running, and you can stay here and eat the food. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Julia, and I. I can't wait to keep following you and seeing your journey continue. Thank you so much for having me. I think Julia and I could have talked forever, which we kind of did because we had to do the call twice and she was so sweet to accommodate a redo. I really enjoy talking with her and, you know, it's just great to get other perspective of people in the same job as I am in and hopefully giving you a different view on that as well. Being a retail dietitian is a very different position for dietitians, and if it's ever something you're curious about learning more, please make sure to reach out to her because I think she'd be a great resource. My website, AnnaElizabethRD.com, is where you can read the latest post in my Nutrition Nauseous blog that houses all the stories of my hell yeah happenings and adventures, some food I might be eating, the music inspiring my life, and maybe a really delicious real deal recipe that I am attempting in my kitchen. At the end, I want to share with you what I'm loving right now. You will find all my previous podcasts, show notes, and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these inspiring people. If you're into reading, you can also purchase my book from my website, and I hope we can connect more by joining forces on social media, where you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.